This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Welcome, welcome. It's the morning after, the night before, with myself, Dazzling Dave and the lovely Amy. Good morning, Amy. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hope everyone's okay. The day after the night before, morning after the night before. The morning after the night before. I just want to say a massive big thank you to Spider VPN who are powering extra time. Um, fantastic. Check out more details on them in the link below. I'll put something up on the screen as well as we go through the show. But thanks for them. It helps um, the uh, channel grow. We've got some fantastic guests today as well. We've got Chris coming on. We've got... Uh, uh, we've got the young lady, Mini Amy and her dad. We've got other guests and we've also got a fantastic uh, Sheffield United YouTuber, Nick, from the Sheffield United way. But before we get on to that, good morning to everyone in the chat. Uh, hope you had a good sleep. It's always nice when you've uh, you've won the game. And Amy, I mean, how are you feeling about that performance last night and, uh, and the victory? And do you have your man of the match? I think the... The game itself was not fantastic. I don't think it was that easy to watch, but I think um, we always kind of expected that type of game against Sheffield United. I mean, they've scored, I think they said on match of the day, the lowest number of goals out of anyone in any of the four um, football leagues. So we, we are have a, obviously haven't had our shooting boots on this season either. So it was never going to be a thrilling game. I think taking the positives, I thought Wolves controlled the game even though it was only a 1-0, I thought we did look solid. I didn't think we let them really get into the game. It's a shame it was only 1-0, but I think it was um, an impressive counter and it kind of gave me, seeing them counter again, it was nice to see because um, that's that's the way that Wolves played. I think they always look more, we've said this you know, time and time again this season, they look more comfortable with um, three at the back, volley coming back in. You can tell the difference straight away. So I think it was overall really, really positive, to be fair. And um, we obviously got to the magic over the line of the magic 40 points. So yeah. I think that's, uh, you know, it has been a bit up and down. It's been a frustrating season, as we all know. But good to um, 
to get over the line as such. And, you know, we've never done four consecutive seasons in the Premier League. So, you know, you've got to be pleased with that, haven't you? That's actually true. We haven't actually had done four consecutive, have we? So it would be a, mm. would be a first. And um, my view on the game last night, I, I thought it was a bit of a, a, a drab game between... Mm. Um, I didn't. I, I, I know what you're saying. I, I was a bit surprised. Although, actually, Amy, I've got to tell you, on my pre-match, I do my team prediction, and I absolutely called the team, the formation, and I called the team bang on. But at the back of my mind, I thought against Sheffield United, you might go with the four at the back because we played with the four at the back against more offensive teams, and against Sheffield United, you'd think we'd be more on the front foot. So I was a bit surprised. Uh, as always happens in Wolves games, we're not allowed to score before the 40th minute and very rarely in the first half. Uh, happened again. And then obviously William Jose getting his goal. But I thought I thought the Blades played played quite well. I thought they played with spirit. Um, they had a bit of fight about them. They caused us a few scares. And mm-hmm. the goal, you know, they, they could if the, if the guy had hit it more in the corner on that shot before we broke and it was, we broke away. And I thought that probably for a Sheffield United fan sums it all up. Their seasons yeah. had the chance, didn't take it. Other team up the other end. Great break uh, from Wolves into changing a passing first time football. Reminiscent of what we done in the last two seasons. It was kind of that sort of yeah. break. Very reminiscent. Um, it's nice to. It's kind of nice to see that because I think everyone's felt a little bit frustrated this season. So. I guess it was nice to see that little bit of play where they were going back to how we've seen them play over the last three seasons, um, especially the last two in the Prem. But, and Adama, um, pardon? Adama right? two assists and a I goal. Know. Appearances. What? I know. I think, you know, I think, yeah, you could say a lot about Adama, but, but right, he's not had that many assists but he has been whipping them in quite a lot and there's just been no one on the end of them so it's nice the fact that he is getting you know towards the end of the season getting his foot back on the ball so to speak and hopefully um he can you know boost that I think it's a good you know playing Fulham who especially with fighting for their lives and then straight into Sheffield United who whereas you know have no one's been under an illusion that they were ever going to do a dramatic escape but you know, playing teams like that that have got to play for a little bit of respect almost. And pride. Is, pride. And pride. It is, it, they are tough matches. They really are tough matches. So to do two wins on the bounce, not concede and score first is, um, I think, really positive to take into the remaining games of the season for Wolves. And I just, you know, Nuno, since the post-match interview, saying that there was just an appetite or was it before the game, just have a really strong finish for the season. And I think it, you know, we've been plagued with God knows whatever injuries this year, <laughs> this year. So it is nice to kind of just hopefully get a bit of a winning run. And they've got all, all the games have got left. They're all really winnable. So um, they are, do you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, considering the season that we've had with all the injuries that we've had and all the setbacks and no pre-season and obviously the fans and everything, we're now sitting on 41 points, 12th, we're just three points behind Aston Vanilla. Uh, I know they've played; they've got two games in hand. But do you, how how amazing would it be if we could finish the season strong, finish above Aston Vanilla, and um, you know, and maybe uh, sent them lot down the road down? That would quite I mean, nice. 
I've been saying this since I think we played them in January, but literally the only thing that I want to happen now, I don't care if they lose every single other game apart from the Albion game. (laughs) (laughs) As long as they win that, as long as they win that and send them locked down, they might have then been relegated Fulham, relegated Sheffield United and hopefully relegate Albion as well. So... That's that is very 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 true to be fair because obviously the last two games and they are, as I say who's to know where we could end up finishing but forty one points you know uh, definitely down and obviously we have relegated Sheffield United one thing that we will talk about a little bit later and probably everyone that comes on we should also make sure that we wish uh, the Wolves women uh, the best of luck um, as we record this it's the it's before their match playing against Blackburn Rovers. From two divisions above, Blackburn Rovers, because they're in the top two divisions, that the, their ladies, they haven't had a break. Like the the Wolves Women's League was stopped. So they've continued. It's going to be a tough ask, but they beat Watford last weekend, who were top of the division be- above. They'd only conceded six goals. They knocked four past them. And it would be quite magical if they could um, have a cup run. They're playing, at, I think, at Telford United's ground this afternoon. So we want to send them, I'm sure you want to say the same, send them best wishes for that game as well, Amy. Absolutely. No, it would be good to, good to see the women doing well. And, you know, we all have a cup run, don't we? So, um, yeah, hope the, hope the girls play well today against Blackburn. I don't know much about Blackburn women's team, but um, they sound like quite a good side. So I'm sure... I'm sure they'll have a good game and it's it's nice that they've been able to continue the cup run with the disruption of the league. Absolutely. Well, Blackburn Rovers ladies are in two divisions above, effectively the championships are one one division below the Women's Super League and they're about halfway up in the table. And the key difference uh, on the likes of Wolves and the teams that played in the previous round is that they've their league's not been stopped, so they've been constantly yeah. playing. Although they're not necessarily in the best of form, so it'd be a real test for Wolves women. If they get past that, I think they're into the last 16 or something like that. Let's get... Um, oh, I was just about to get Nick on and he's just disappeared. Let me just see where where he is um, and just give him a message. Hold on. There we go. So, uh, in the meantime, whilst we wait for, for Nick to come back, because he was just he was just there and he was driving and I was hoping he was stopped. Um, oh, God, I hope he's not trying to drive and come on here at the same time. <laughs> well, he was driving along. I'm sure he'll be back uh, shortly. But let's get, um, let's get a, a young man on who's a top, top lad called Chris, first of all. And um, let me just change the background so it looks nice and sweet when he comes on. There we go. And let's get Chris on. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Oh, you're on mute. You're on mute, Chris. That's better. Morning, all. Morning, you morning, morning. Yeah, not bad, thank you. Not bad. Good. How are you? How are you after last night? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, to be fair, it was a hard watch. I think everyone will agree with that. Um, I think the last few games has been grind it out, get the points. We're safe now, 100% safe. I always thought around 35 points, Mark, we was going to be safe. Um, but you do like to get over that 40 points just for that nostalgic point of view. Um, I think Sheffield United played really well, to be fair. They don't seem to be the worst team in that league. And they don't seem to be... That's not the way they played. They didn't seem to be like a relegated team. They played with fight. They played with passion. They wanted to win every ball. And Wolves did what they always do. Like Dave says, they don't score before 40 minutes. 
and we did we did we got the job done um i just hope now we've got to that safe point nuno introduces some of the younger players that aren't playing i'd like to see otosawi i'd like to see vitinia play more i'd like to see aitnuri play more even that uh is it carbono that that young striker that is in the under 23s i'd like to see yeah. him play more um i think now's the chance to experiment a little bit um, I'm a bit surprised we didn't set up with a four at the back against theoretically the worst team in the league. Um, but we did what we always do. We went with a tried and tested way and it seemed to work. So there's no, when you take into consideration with the pandemic and the injuries, no fans, it hasn't been a disastrous season. I think we've had our season spoiled by the performances of the last two seasons. Um, and I think we expected more this season. And that's, I think that's the major point for people's disappointment. We've, we're judging it on past seasons. We've had three and a half amazing years being Wolves fans from the day Nuno walked in, winning the championship at first uh, bounce and then literally ending seventh twice in the Premier League. We all had aspects of getting fourth, fifth. And I suppose it's just been a little bit underwhelming, the fact that we were a we were teetering above the bottom five for quite a large time and everyone was worrying, including myself. I texted Dave a few times, do you think we'll be safe? Do you think we'll be safe? And to be fair, Dave's always been positive and he's always said, yes, 100% we'll be safe. He rubbed the ducks and he said, the ducks have told me that we'll be 100% safe. So you've got to believe in what Nuno sees on the training ground, don't you? We can't see what goes on behind closed doors. And I think Adama's hit form eventually this season and... I hope it's not the end of him. I think he, he gives us something that we've never had before. He gives us that burst of energy, that outlet, that cross. I just wish we had a player like Tammy Abraham. Um, you imagine how many goals we'd have scored through people like him crossing the ball over. I mean, I'm undecided on Jose. I, I'm, I'm, I was absolutely elated that he scored and I've wanted him to score for weeks, but I don't know going forward. Nuno thinks he's the answer. I don't know. I like, it's nice to see Silva's coming, coming good at last. And he's, he's proving that being a bit part player, he's learning quicker than being thrown in at the deep end. So, yeah. all in all, it's not been a disastrous season. It's not been the best season. I think with everything that's gone in the background, we all just have to accept it and hope that it's much more productive next season. Yeah, I think we. I think it was at the after the European game. I think there's a bit of um, desire to have this season as a bit of um, what's the word transgression almost in terms of it being. Yeah. You know, it's hard to continue on an whatever you do in life. It is hard to continue on a constant upward trajectory, and sometimes you do have to take a little bit of a step back. And I think me personally, as fans, you know, this is a bit of the self. You obviously always want them to do well. But if they'd have continued on that upwards thing this year and we've not been able to be there and experience it as fans, I think I'd rather it happen now where we have this bit of a up and down year and then hopefully come back stronger, a good pre-season, a good get the players back, get some new signings in the summer to really like cement the squad. So I yeah. think for me, it, you know, it's obviously frustrating. There was a period where we have been on a few, a few bad runs, which is obviously very frustrating to watch and when you're watching it from home you don't feel like you can do you can do as much as when you're in the stadium I mean you can't do anything when you're in the stadium anyway but you feel like you're a bit more of a part of it don't you so it has been a yeah. season to watch it's been 
It's been hard, but I don't think it's nowhere near a disaster. I mean, a disaster would be getting relegated and, yeah. you know, yeah. compare ourselves to a Sheffield United fan. I think them they for sure would want to be in our position. So yeah. um, I think we've all just got to accept it is a bit of a transgression period in terms of where Wolves are at. And, you know, I think if we'd have said this however many seasons ago, five seasons ago, that we'd all be sat here a bit disappointed that we just managed to comfortably stay up in the Premier League. I think uh, we'd all bit in our hand, each other's hands off it. <laughs> so I think we've all got to have a little bit of perspective on things as well. I think it's, it's ironic that we could potentially send the three teams that are in the bottom three down. I mean, we've relegated uh, Sheffield United last night. I, potentially, I personally think that win against Fulham ended their season. And hopefully, yeah, you could see it in the players and the end of the Fulham game, yeah. couldn't you, their players? We could hopefully send the Tesco brigade down, so that'd be great, wouldn't it? It's all we want. It's all we want now. <laughs> all that I want for nice. the rest of the season. Bragging rights nice. for um, a few a well-earned bragging rights after um, January. And especially I think like you have no idea how much Amy wants that victory over the over the uh, West Birmingham Baggy Birds. So yeah. badly. The perfect season, wouldn't it? Finish yeah. Villa, send West Brom down, and end up in the top ten. With everything that's gone on, that would be. That would be a benefit. fantastic result, really. Yeah. I don't think yeah. anyone would have any complaints about that, would they? No. But, um... no, not at all. So what we're seeing here is. Oh, carry on. Sorry. I was just going to say, I hope we sign Aitnori. I, I like him. He's growing on me. He, I must admit, when he first came, he seemed a bit uh, like a, a Dorito. He was quite weak and he lost lots of challenges. But at the moment, he seems to be getting stuck in and he's really doing some pivotal work yeah. on the pitch. I think the uh, this, you know, kind of all the signings at the moment, they've all come from European football, which the, you know we all know the game, the Premier League game especially is, very, very physical um, and requires a lot of strength that the European game doesn't. So I think all the signings that have come in um, have taken a while to settle. Um, I think Aido is also a perfect example. Obviously, Fabio, Jose, you know, he came in halfway in and he, he's looking a bit more comfortable within the game now. I think they should going. But I do agree with Aid Nori that um, they've just all had to adapt and... Um, with the injuries and stuff, they've all been thrown in, haven't they? Because they've all had to step yeah. up and be the players that yeah. maybe they were going to shadow. If you look at Neto kind of shadowed Jota for a year and then, you know, has come in first team player to, you know, improve their strength, improve that physicality, which um, mm. some of them haven't had the opportunity. But I do agree with that, Nora. I think, he need, I think he's, he's good up front. I think he'll get stronger down the back. Um yeah. So, no, I think I'd be surprised if he, he didn't remain. I thought also would like to see a bit more of Virginia before the rest of the season because yeah, obviously um, he's been having phenomenal write-ups when he's played for Portugal under 21s, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, it'd be good to see him towards the end of the season. Definitely. I would like to, I wouldn't mind seeing Cabano as well. Yeah, I think Chris yes. mentioned that as well, didn't you, Chris? Yeah, he's been doing quite well. I think he might get a, a run-out. I think it's going to be interesting to see who he plays. I mean, um, Chris, I'd be quite interested to get your view on uh, Morgan Gibbs-White, on what you, uh, you know, do you, do you think he needs more game time or do you, do you think he's going to be gone? What uh, You know, is he good I, enough for Wolves? He, personally, I think he's letting his personal life dictate his professional life. Um, 
I used to follow him on uh, Instagram and he seems to have been like he sort of kind of his girlfriend seems to dictate a lot of what he does and I think he sort of likes the flashlight but his attitude sort of followed that way as well he, he's, for me I would let him go for the simple fact um, he doesn't play enough to make a difference I think he's been at the club a long long time now if, if Nuno saw in him what we all hoped years ago he would be playing regular football Um I don't like his attitude. I think certain things um, have spoiled a lot of fans that used to like him. But since since he's put certain tweets out and saying he, he likes Swansea and he preferred this and that and the other, for me, you, you should never do things like that when you're a professional, especially when you, your parent clubs like a Premier League club that you could potentially play for. Um, I personally would let him go. I'd let. I think Matinho needs to be like a sub player. I think we need another. I'd like to see Otto Seri given a game. I'd like to see Otto Seri given some time. There's a lot of people that have said about Otto Seri. Uh, one concern worries me is if Neves does leave in the summer. He has been with us for four years now, which is quite a long time. Obviously, in terms of development, there's a few links. You couldn't blame him if he potentially... Um, was looking to step on a, a, again in his career after being at Wolves for four years. I'm hoping that he'll, because he's got a young family, he's quite settled, that he will stay and he'll be one that Wolves will definitely try and keep for next year. Because I do worry, and I don't, I don't know whether you worry about this, Amy, as well. Matinho, I think he's absolutely brilliant. He, I love him to bits, but he is starting to get on in years. Um, and will he be able to play every week 90 minutes? I think Matinho's still got a big role to play at the club in the leadership role and, of course, um, playing minutes. But will he be able to play at his age, you know, game in, game out, when we've got two games a week next season, that type of thing? I don't know. And I worry a little bit about if Neves goes and we've just got Matinho left and Dendonka, would that leave us a, a bit... I'd be a bit worried in the middle of the park. I don't know what your thoughts on that are, Ames. Um, I'd personally be surprised if Neves goes because he should seem quite settled here um, from what you see on kind of social media and stuff with his family. Um, and he is kind of like vice captain under Connor Cody for the club, like vice club captain. So I think he's got quite an integral role to play within the club. And he, you know, he's got a Wolves tattoo on his arm, for God's sake. So I think um, yeah. he... Um, you know, loves the club and loves being here. But, you know, if he did want to step up, I, w I would be, from, you know, what you see on social media in Neves, I would be very surprised if he did go. But, you know, you wouldn't have really expected Doherty to go, would you? So you can never be sure. Um, I do agree about Matinho. That's why I'd like to see Vitinho, because I thought from the start of the season that they'd be playing them him. Vitinho He's and, kind of the natural replacement, you know. isn't he? Yeah. Matinho. Yeah. So I think that's what that's been a little disappointment. But I guess with the, the the amount of injuries that they've had, they've not really had that flexibility as much in terms of being, you know, they've got to have played the players that they think they can get the results and not really had the time to experiment with. So um yeah, I do agree with Martini. I do think we just, you know, you just don't know. You don't know what the transfer market's gonna be like because clubs, you know, haven't got as much money as they have previously. So I think I don't think it will be as big a transfer window as we may have expected or you may have experienced in previous seasons because just of the fund, 
options available for them. You know, they're all run by large businesses that have also been hit hard by pandemic. So it'll um, be interesting to see what happens. But for me, um, I think we've got to got to focus on keeping Neves and Neto. I don't think Neto will stay now because he's injured, but and Neves to me is a key one, the key one to keep. I think that's a good point. And going back to Chris's point on uh, on Morgan, I mean, he's a local lad. Um, he's from Stafford, so he is local. He's young. He made a few mistakes, didn't he? He got caught in that party during the first lockdown where he was on social media. The You know, he's, I, I can see some of the point that you're saying about, you know, he's young, maybe not quite got the maturity. But then you look at some of the Portuguese players that, have done everything by the book, and I think I, I, I do think Morgan has got a lot of talent. I think yeah. you know you saw him in the Fulham game at the end of the match uh, with um, Torrey, you know, really pumped up because of one. So he still got he seems to have that passion. Nuno doesn't he brought him on for that game, but he's not getting enough minutes. He did really well at Swansea. He's um, he's a little bit like. Uh, Bright and a Bakari for me, similar type of thing, where mm. he's got so much potential, but he just didn't seem to have his head in the right place. And I think if he gets his head in the right place, he could still play because he's definitely got ability. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, be interesting on again just to hear quickly to finish off before we get on to you to finish off with you, Chris. Amy, your thoughts on Morgan? I mean, I've been very. Uh, I think. It's just, like you say, it's personal. If I don't want to judge, you shouldn't really judge footballers, what they do off the pitch. You know, they're adults, they're human beings, they've got their own decisions to make. But I just think he's not got the right attitude for me, personally. I'm not really a big fan of him, to be honest. Um, he's, you know, obviously very talented, but he's got to use, you, you know, channel that in the right way and, um, you know, do what he wants off the pitch, you know, go out with who he wants to do. But you've got to have a level of responsibility as a footballer. And um, that's part of the job, unfortunately. So I think um, he's not showing enough on the pitch to kind of counteract that for me, really. I wouldn't be sad to see him go. I think that's I think that sums it up quite nicely. Uh, Chris, we've just got about a minute and a half. I'm not sure if I catch that you're giving your man of the match and your performance rating for the game last night. Uh, my man of the match actually would have been Semedo. I think he did some really... Good blocks. He got the ball down the channels a lot. Created the goal. It started off with him. Actually, it started off with him blocking the challenge, then playing the ball down the channel. Um, but he was he was all over the shop last night, and you could actually see that he was he was like pushing everybody out from the back. So yeah, for me, it was him or Rui because Rui kept us in it as well. Well, Patrick Moran um, just wants to say some good points, um, Dave. I think he should move on. Amy, spot on. Um, I think Samado's a very good call. Uh, Cha Chaotic Rage has said, I think he's going to be so good next season, I feel. And uh, what would you be your, uh, just to finish off of your match rating for last night, Chris? Overall, a 6.5. 6.5. Well, Chris, thank you for very much for coming on the show today. I thought you've spoken very, very well. And I hope Thanks. that you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, period. I love it. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Thank Amy. You, See you, Dave. Cheers. Right, so we've got next on, we've got a very special guest, um, I've got to say, making his first live appearance on the show. 
Um, you might have seen him on the international fan. He's an absolute stalwart, regular on the international fan, Amy. And he's all the way at the other side of the world in Thailand. Let's bring I, I on. Think... Let's bring on Brian. Hello, Brian. Hello, Hi, Brian. Mate. How are you doing? Hello, How are mate, you, mate. old mucker? Yeah, fine. <laughs> Where in Thailand are you? A place called Hat Chow Samran. It's in the Gulf of Thailand. Uh, oh, about, fantastic. It's about two and a half hours from Bangkok, but I'm like a 10-minute walk from the beach, and, and uh, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it sounds all right to me, to be honest. <laughs> well, well, today the temperature has been about 38 to 40 degrees, so that's over 100 degrees. Very, very warm, yeah. I mean, oh. we had a little bit of sun yesterday. I think everyone got quite excited because obviously the pub gardens are back open now over here. And um, I think everyone was getting a bit a bit silly and giddy on uh, 15 degrees. And so I don't know what we'd all be like if it was 38 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> How do you cope with the heat, Brian? So, um, so warm. And what time is it there to, at the moment as you're talking to us? It's 30, well, uh, 30 minutes after five in the afternoon. It's a six-hour difference. But uh, regarding the heat, it's uh, in every room we've got air conditioning, so it's not a problem. It's just when you go out. I normally have about a 30 to 40 minute uh, out in the sun on the sunbed just to just get a bit of colour into my cheeks. But uh, anything over an hour, you'd fry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, not not good for my pale, pasty English <laughs> skin for sure. <laughs> and, and Brian, before we get on to the game, what can you let everyone know? Because um, I think people will be quite interested now how you got to uh, be following Wolves, and um, you know, and if you've got a, f a favourite match and a favourite player, because I think people will be uh, quite interested in that. Well, it goes back to 1960. Um, my my dad was born in Wensbury. Um, well, he was born. He was down. He was born down at Willingall Road, not uh, you know, not a stone's throw from uh, from Molyneux. But he moved to uh, to Wensbury, um, and then moved after the war down southeast London, a place called Lee. And um, nineteen sixty was the FA Cup final against um, uh, Blackburn Rovers, and he sat me down in front of a black and white telly with him and. Uh, when uh, and and that was it. It was it was just one of these cases. It stuck. Um, I remember him sitting. Uh, I was nine at the time, and uh, we went one nil up. I think it was Norman Dealey. He nearly put the window out uh, because my mum was out in the garden, and then we went two nil up, three nil up, and, and from then it was stuck. Um, soon after that, um, me dad. Within the next couple of years, we went up to see his sister, which is my aunt. She's no longer with us, uh, but he used to take me around to uh, to Molyneux for for a few home games. Um, if uh, uh, and basically it stuck from there. Um, as for my favourite game, I've, I've I've said it before, but it was the FA. It was the uh, playoff semi final at uh, down at Nabodaisky uh, Stadium. Oh because, yeah, because because I was uh, I lived in Reading at the time. I could get to Reading uh, football ground within twenty twenty five minutes, and uh, I was at the ground. And when Alex Ray hit the shot from the edge of the area diagonally, 
I was right behind it. I knew it was going to go in from the time <laughs> he, uh, like he hit it, and that was it. But that's me, you know, my favourite player of all time, um, David Wagstaff. That's my dad's favourite. <laughs> yeah, you know, Waggy, you give him the ball and he'd do anything. Uh, but he, he was a fantastic player. But, you know, I remember back in the times when you had Waggy, you had Frank Munro, John Richards, Mike Bailey. You know, uh, Mike's uh, getting better because he's suffering from dementia, I believe. But Derek Parkin, you know, all these players stayed a long time at Wolves uh, and it doesn't happen anymore. So... But that was the era that I actually was uh, grew up. Um, you know, I remember. I remember at school, you know, people with South East London accents, and, and and there's there's me, you know, and I used to go and get a pair of gold shorts I had to order because <laughs> walls walls played in old gold at sometimes, and I had a pair of gold shorts, and people used to look at me and think, what are they? But no, <laughs> ever since it's it's like. I'm 70 next month, so it's it's the best part of 60-odd years now I've been supporting Wolves. And I'll tell you what, Amy, this guy is so committed. I think someone, um, uh, Sandhurst Wolves, uh, so basically said an 8pm kickoff is like 2am 2 2 for you. Yeah, yeah. And do you yeah. ever miss I a game? Well, I think I mentioned it before. The only one that I've actually... In reality, I don't, I don't get up for any like league league cup games or, or whatever fa cup games when we've been in them yeah but um the league cup uh i've missed one or two but over the last three and a half seasons uh, i've probably seen every one apart from earlier this season i set the alarm incorrectly and i've got up at half time when we was uh, home to chelsea we was one nil down to chelsea and uh i watched the second half we come back one two two one so I don't think I've missed a game in, in three and a half years. Uh, oh, that's streaming fantastic. Streaming them online, yeah. And Terry Leverage says, mate, he wants to watch a game in his company in Thailand. Yeah, it's so, no problem. Uh, any Wolves fans, go on, tell them how they, how they can, you know, potentially well, do that. Well, if you ever come to Thailand, always let me know. I can meet you in Bangkok. But, you know, there, there, there's a lot of streams that I'll go on to. Um and just and just stream them, but you know, there, there, there's an odd bar. There's the odd bar. I know there's a bar in um, in, in uh, the middle of Bangkok. I think it's called Grumpy's Bar, and uh, I believe there are Wolves uh, Wolves fans in there. But I've never been to it. But yeah, anybody who I, comes I, to I, Thailand, I, let me know. I've got one one quick story about Thailand. Is when I, I when I was travelling, obviously classic backpacking around Southeast Asia and went into the KFC on Kosan Road and got these KFC work Thai workers to chant Go Wolves at 4am. Um, and I've still got the video on my on my um, Instagram, I think. Which I oh, think. Amy, you've got to show, send me that. You've got I'll to. Send it, yeah. I'll have to just tag you in it. But <laughs> Yeah, no, that'd be amazing. And I, I um, I'd, uh, enjoyed going over to, I spent about four or five days in Bangkok. Amazing place. I've got loads of stories um, about that and like the, the people and how they uh, once watched an FA Cup draw in the middle of this big open area where they had a rock band and the band, uh, the, the little man came on and stopped the band mid-sentence, mid mid-song and literally there's hundreds of people there and then the band stopped and then this big screen dropped down and they put on the uh, FA Cup third round draw. 
in the yeah. middle of this thing. That finished. It went back up, and the band carried on playing from where they left off. It was it was great. They love their football, and they they love following the. Uh, the English team and the Premier League team. Well, the, the only thing down here, Dave, you, you know, because because Leicester City, you know, um, mm. were owned by the Thai uh, people. There's a lot of Leicester City fans, but but mainly it's Man United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, and, and Spurs. Um, my immigration every every uh, every ninety days, I have to report to the immigration just to sign in, and uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I asked him what team he supports and I think he said Man United so the next time that I went and saw him uh, I took him a wool shirt in of uh, two years ago and I gave it to him and uh, I think he's a bit bit of a a closet Wolves fan now <laughs> yeah. that's, good. that's good on you that is uh, Brian I'll tell you what I, I mean I can get that because obviously with Leicester and the association you, you, it kind of makes sense but I guess that's probably similar to if you went over to Mexico now yeah. a lot of the Mexicans yeah. are, are kind of Wolves fans and I just we're going to get we're going to get on to talking about the game now but I did get to meet Brian uh, Amy um, a year or two back when he came over from uh, Thailand he came for a meal with us all um, in um, in Casino Thirty Six Sports Bar, and obviously you got to meet to meet Bill, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And as well, he's obviously passed yeah. away since, and we do miss him yeah. very much. But Brian, um, what's your thoughts on the, the performance last night, and, um, and you know, and the game, and that you know, what's your main points from it? Uh, Nuno, Nuno doesn't seem as though he he's got he's got the. Uh, some of the young lads he doesn't give a chance to, you know. I, I even I even stream the under twenty three games. I can watch them as well. Um, but there's one or two lads there, Corbinho, and there's a there's a fella called Bueno who's got a bit of skill. But I don't think he's got the confidence in them to actually elevate them up to. Uh, you know, all right, they're in the squad, but they're only in the squad because of the injuries that we've got so far. But. Um, the team itself last night, I think mean, it picked, picked itself, although I'd like to see Vitinha uh, given a, a run out instead of uh, Jean Martinho. Um, performance, oh, it was an hard watch. It was like it was like the Fulham game. I, I would have said in between a five and a six. Um, man of the match, I know Semedo played well, uh, but... <laughs> Believe it or not, I thought only in the second half that Rui Patricio kept uh, kept a couple of uh, shots at him, uh, and, and I would have given it to him. But uh, performance, no, it was in between a five and a six. I, I know we've got six games to go, and and you look at the next three, uh, a winnable Burnley, the Baggies, and uh, um, Brighton. But the only thing is, two of those are bogey sides to us. <laughs> But, oh well, Brighton especially. I think we can, I, 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 we can absolutely batter them or be leading three one at half time. We still find a way not to uh, to beat them. But it's, but it's, so, what why did they got relegated? Brighton. Yeah, yeah. but it's next season. It's next season, Dave. I think there's, uh, uh, you know, I know there's rumours that uh, Adama Traore might be on the move. Um, you know, there was. With rumours, but you take him with a pinch of salt about Ruben Nevers with Man United looking at him. But, um, you know, God forbid 
that uh, uh, Raul, um, you know, is not further injured at, at all because he's badly missed at the best of times. Pedro Neto with the uh, broken kneecap, that's going to take some time. But I just think in the middle of the park, you need... We're a bit lethargic in the middle of the park and you need like a ball winner who can pick the ball up and start running at defences. You know, you've got players like the Leicester and no great shapes, but you look at, you know, Madison and uh, Harvey Barnes, they run at them. Um, you know, within Man United, you've got Fernandes. You, you know, Chelsea, you've got Mason Mount. And I can't, I can't actually say that we've got anybody who can run at defences. If he can pick the ball up deep, but um, maybe next season, I, I'm not too sure uh, at this moment in time, only based on how we are at this moment in time. And uh, uh, if you can get in the top 10 next season, but it, it, it might need one or two players coming in. I know they're being linked with the fella down at Spurs. I can't remember. He's a Portuguese lad. I don't think Xiao, uh, Will, William, Jose has, has warranted um, a contract to stay with us. I, I just don't think he's he's there. No. No, I'd, I'd be surprised if Jose said, which is a shame because he came in. I, was, yeah. I still root for him to do well every game, but if he's an out-and-out striker and he scored one goal, it's not really... Um, you can't really keep someone on that basis, no. can you? No, it's like the left back position as well. You know, Johnny. Well, Johnny. Johnny's had a second operation on a, on like a, a previous op that he had, and it makes you wonder how he's going to come back. And all right, eight Nori's quick, but is he is he probably just better than Ruben Vanagra? Uh, Marcel seems injury prone, so they're, they're yeah, well, Marcel be... looks like he's made of glass, isn't it? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I've, I've been quite impressed with Aitken Norris since he's come uh, yeah. in the last two or three games. I think he's got a lot of potential. I do worry about Johnny Otto coming back. Um, I think Ped, uh, Neto will come back. But the only silver lining to Pedro Neto for me, with his injury, and it's gutted, is the fact that a lot of his recovery is going to come over the summer. I am gutted that he's going to miss the Euros. Uh, he will miss the start of the season. But the other silver lining, if there is one, is it, it means that all the speculation and stress about him leaving next year that's going to all be taken away because obviously no one's going to come in and try and buy someone that's going to come back from a serious injury like that. So yeah. that's the only uh, silver line. Brian, it's been an absolute pleasure having you yeah, on. Yeah, same, same. same. Just Thank before you, you leave, you on. do you want to tell everyone who, what your second and who your second major love is outside of Wolves? Bruce Springsteen. There you go, the boss. You absolutely love Bruce Springsteen, don't you? Well, back in 2016, I flew all the way back to uh, London to see him appear at Wembley. Oh, amazing. Uh, and that was in June in 2016. And then five or so, June, six, six months later, I flew to Australia and I went and watched him in Brisbane. <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Yeah, hardcore. He's a hardcore Bruce Springsteen <laughs> fan. And, uh, yeah. you know, the, the only two things he'll fly around the world for, obviously, yeah. family 
when you have to get back but and tying that in with a Wolves game or Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Ryan, it's, it's been absolutely fantastic to yeah, talk yeah. to you again live so, in person, mate. Listen, thanks for having me on. Uh, say hello to your mum and dad. I hope Magic Moss is okay. Uh, I will Amy, do, mate. And Amy, regards to your dad. Oh, we've got something, we'll in, do. We've got something in common with um, uh, Waggy. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever if he, he ever had the I don't know whether he's read uh, Waggy's Tales, which was yeah, yeah he has. I just, think we got it for Christmas for him one yeah. year. Oh, it's a fantastic yeah. book, very, very funny. <laughs> oh, let him let him know that you share share the same favourite bag because he always yeah. goes on about Dave Wagster. Yeah, but anyway, uh, to everyone who's who's watching and listening to it, please stay safe out there. Okay. You too. And you, can see, and you can also see Brian on the international fan reaction. He's an absolute regular, never lets me down, always sends in his reaction. Stay yeah. safe and enjoy the rest yeah. of your day and don't get too sunburnt, mate. <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks you for having soon. me. Bye. 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 What an absolutely top, top, top bloke he is. Great stories. Uh, we've got Craig backstage at the moment as well. What we're going to bring on, because I've been waiting for a little bit, it's your little protégé. And Dad, hello guys. Hi. Waiting so patiently. We've been enjoying yeah. listening to yeah. the guests. I mean, Brian's fascinated in you know, like all his like life over there, and Bruce Springsteen and <laughs> whatever. It's been a good listen. <laughs> he is, he is a top lad. He's a top lad, uh, as I say. And you probably, because I know you watch pretty much most of the videos, you get to see him on uh, on the international fan reaction as well, which is always he always sends in. Often he's sitting outside with lots of things yeah. in the background and stuff like that. And uh, he just talks pretty deadpan, matter yeah. of the fact. But I thought it'd be interesting today to find a little bit of his backstory because he has got a good backstory as yeah. Brian. Yeah. And then uh, say when I when I said what's your other love, you saw that little twinkle in his eye yeah. uh, about Bruce Springsteen. He absolutely <laughs> loves Bruce Springsteen. So how are you both? How did you find the game last night? Uh, well, it wasn't the most exciting game, but I mean, at the end of the day, we got three points on the board and it was a clean sheet. So it was a job well done. Yeah. And also, Joe's like got his first goal for Wolves. Yeah, which yeah. thankfully there was no VAR no, involved. Did I tell you, as soon as it went in, I just said, no VAR, please, yeah. not again, no yeah. VAR. Because, yeah. I mean, like, like, yeah. Don't tell him, right? yeah, that's the trouble now. That's the way VAR has affected football because of what's happened previously. We get a goal this week, and instead of celebrating like yeah. you normally would at a football match when you score, you stop, you hold yeah. yourself, and you go, wait a minute, VAR. is everything all right? Let's check this with VAR. Yeah. That, that, that instinct mm -hmm. of outpouring of emotion has been dulled by the effect of technology. Yeah. On it. It's a yeah. shame, it's a shame. And the goal actually came from a Sheffield United attack, and then Nelson Samido blocked a shot, and he found Pedence. Then Pedence found Dendonka, Dendonka passed it into Traore, and then he used his speed to get past the defenders, crossed it in for Jose, and Jose just tapped it into the goal. It was good movement, it was actually, it, from it was, Jose. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very well worked, it was a very well worked team goal. It was, it was. it's a counter-attacking football, like like yeah. you mentioned earlier, like we used to seeing over the previous couple of seasons. Uh, we mm -hmm. transition from one end so, of the pitch yeah, to the other. Yeah. In a matter of seconds, we've gone from blocking a yeah. shot in our own penalty area to getting the ball well, in the back of the net yes, at the yeah. other end. And like I say, good movement from Jose, getting across the yeah. front of his defender. If the ball comes across the box on the deck, near yeah. post, you've got to try and get across the front of the defender. He did that. His movement yeah. was good. His finish was good. And I was really pleased for him. Yeah. And 
Do you think um, do you think that they've been working on that with William Jose? And the reason why I ask that, because it has been a criticism that someone has said he's about as statuesque as the Billy Wright statue. <laughs> um, and although he's been linking in, I mean, he just gets some touches, linking play yeah. and stuff like that. You've seen Fabio get into those sort of positions. Yeah. Okay, he's missed a couple of sitters. But um, Fabio seems to have that natural instinct to make those sort of runs. And whereas Fabio hasn't said... Sorry, uh, Jose hasn't really made them runs, but you saw in the last game the goal that he got disallowed, where he ran and passed his, and he made the run to head it in, which should have been allowed. And then again, he was just in the right position. Where do you want your centre forward? You want him running into the six-yard box to pick yeah. up a cross like that. I thought Adama Traore did really well as he was running. You saw that he looked up for his man and he made he made the cross. And uh, Jose. That instinctive shot just flicked his foot into the back of the net, and it's so good to see him go. But it was a fantastic goal, mm -hmm. all from, as you quite rightly say, that block from yeah. Semedo, and then the, the the football that we played to break and open them up. I think I've said earlier on in the uh, the thing was very reminiscent of the sort of counter attack we done in the last two seasons. It was very Wolves like, and um, it was a joy to see. And I was so pleased for him getting that goal. I have to say, I've got to tell you at that point in the uh, in my watch along, we were we were at the point where people were asking us to talk about their favourite takeaways. <laughs> I mean, it was like I I didn't watch it with my dad last night. I was watching it with a few friends, and it was just I mean, there was much. Some of them weren't Wolves fans. I'm like, hey, why are we watching this for? I said, I'm sorry, like. It's just not the prettiest of watch, especially if you're not a Wolves fan and when you just kind of like got the football on. But I think, you know, we've said it. I would much rather uh, endure a game like that and get the three points than then play a fantastic game of football and lose. So um, you've still got that winning feeling, points to the board, got over that 40 mark. Unfortunately, we're the team to relegate Sheffield United because I, I do, you know, they're, they're a great club, Sheffield United are, aren't they? So... It is a it is a shame um, for them, um, and I do feel for their fans, and just hope yeah. that they can bounce they can bounce back. So I think I think we'll be talking more about Sheffield United at the moment. But um, yeah, just just on Sheffield United, actually, um, um, the, the 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 chaps lost his connection. That's why he disappeared. Oh. Sadly, won't won't be having the Sheffield United view, which is a shame. Um, he was there, and then um, he's lost the connection. So hopefully, he'll come on and. Uh, Another time when hopefully they're back in the uh, in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, but... on, on Amy's point about it being quite a dour affair, if you think back to like a couple of months ago yeah. when we were playing with four at the back, there's a lot of entertaining games. There was a lot of goals going in either ends, yeah. but we were losing. But, yeah. And then we said back then, didn't we? Maybe it's yeah. time to revert to the five, go back to what we know, grind yeah. things out, see the season out sensibly. Maybe it won't be as entertaining. Yeah. But, but you're going to get points on the board. solid with yeah. five at the back. And you start the basics of at the back. You can't have a team without a solid defence. Yeah, that, you build from the back. Any coach, any manager takes over a team, yeah. you start from the back. You build from the back. You've got to be solid. Now, OK, Nuno tried something without a pre-season with a lot of injury problems yeah. and he wanted to develop the team. And I understand that. And I think in the future yeah. that's something we can look into. 
particularly if we invest in the transfer window. Mm -hmm. But at the minute, we got ourselves yeah. into a situation where we was all getting a little bit nervous because we was losing a lot of games and conceding a lot of goals. So I agree with what Nuno's done. Yes, it ain't as pretty. Yes, it ain't as easy on the eye. But we've mm -hmm. si we've seen out the season there. We're over 40 yeah. points and he's kept us safe and secure by playing a more sensible yeah. and less attractive brand of football. Yeah, I think as well, I think last night, having Bolly back in that defence, it just... Yeah. You saw the team shoot, and that was the first, that was the first thing I noticed. Oh, thank God, Bolly's back because he just commands it. And I think you know exactly right with building from the defence. If you keep a clean sheet, you can never lose a game, can you? So, um, so um, yeah. So I think we, it's just confident. You just feel you know the football they played when they played four at the back has been better to watch, but you don't have the same feeling if you lose, do you? You know, West Ham they played four four at the back against West Ham, and I thought especially the second half. They played yeah. some fantastic football, but yeah, yeah. they still lost. So. Exactly. exactly. I've saw people yeah. on the internet and on different platforms, and there was really praising us when we lost 3-2 to West Ham, and then they were slagging us off when we beat Fulham 1-0. Now, right. if I was a manager, and I'm in that job, I know what result I'd rather have. I'd rather <laughs> grind out to 1-0. You want three points yeah. on the board? Oh, God. Some people, you just can't keep people I mean do people not understand how football works <laughs> no yeah at the end of the day it's a game of, of getting three points on yeah. the board and, and sometimes right. you can't always go out there and yeah. be the flashy smells entertaining team and especially when things are not going well yeah. you again you go back to basics and the, the first point you make as a manager is right clean sheet keep a clean yeah. sheet difficult to break down and that's what we've gone back to yeah. and, and to me that was the, the perfect way to see the season out because we was on a rocky road with this with four yeah. at the back and the attacking football yes we was easy on the eye yes we was creating chances but we was an absolute it, shamble at, back, at the yeah. back we couldn't keep the back door shut so we can look at it again you in know in, yeah. let's have a pre-season you know yeah. invest get a, 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 change it around a little bit in terms of players coming in players going out Give Nuno time on the training field to work yeah. with them in that shape and in that system, and we can always revisit it. That that's yeah. fine. But I think the right thing to do at this moment, and it's been the proofs in the pudding. We've got yeah. the points on the board by playing five at the back, and it's kept us safe. Whether he'll experiment a bit now, now we've we've got our security in the Premier League. Maybe yeah. he will do. But certainly for these past few games, I believe he's been right in get, doing back yeah. to the five. Correct decisions in making us a little bit more solid and not as exciting to watch, but getting the yeah. job done. Getting the um, job done. Guys, just before just before Roger Tomlinson, just a quick question to answer uh, Roger's question. That picture is actually from Hong Kong. When I went to Hong Kong, it was actually hand painted on the streets of Hong Kong, so that's where it's from. It's actually Hong Kong. Wow. Um, guys, before we get on to your, um, which I always love to see your argument between man of the match and score rating, um, I do want to come on, uh, Mini Amy, because you're a young. Uh, female footballer, you love your football, don't you? Uh, your aspiration is to one day play for the Wolves women team, and the Wolves women are playing in the FA Cup this afternoon. I'm sure you'll be watching that. Yeah, we will. Uh, what, what any messages that you'd like to send out to the Wolves women team? Well, I just want to say good luck to all of them. And Blackburn is two leagues above, so it's going to be a, a really hard match. But if you play your best, and if they play like they did the last, last game, match against yeah. Watford, they've got a chance. That was really good in the last home. game. Yeah, yeah, we did we did a review on that. We watched yeah. it and put like a review out on it, and I was super it's, impressed. You yeah. know, playing a team like from the league, top of the league, the above, top of the league. Yeah. they only conceded six goals in the league, and we scored. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I was super impressed. And to me, the Wolves women have got the look about them where they're just yeah. going to go through the leagues. You know, they the look they like them too good for the level that they're at. So I think we'll see them over the next few. They should have already been promoted. We know they about should have. the controversy that's already yeah. happened with COVID and Terrible. everything. They should have already gone up. So I yeah. think they will go through the leagues. And I think in a few years' time, they're going to be up in the top league of women's football. Oh, you, know, you know what, Rhea? I've got, you know, Brian says here from Thailand, you're a future star. And, and do you know what? Ria, what's going to happen? I've got it all mapped out for you as your, you know, your agent. <laughs> uh, your agent, because you're going to be a little star. What's the plan is for you? I'm just going to sell it to you now, right? The Wolves women over the next few years, they're going to work their way through. How old are you now, Ria? Eleven. Over the next five or six years, they're going to work their way through into the uh, Women's Super League. Then I'm going to get you to sign a big money contract with the Wolves and you're going to basically make your debut. Probably, who's the team in the women's? If there was one team you'd want to score the winning goal against, who would it be in the Women's Super League? Who would it be? Uh, Man City. <laughs> I was going to say, it's got to be Man City. Well, there you go. So Wolves are going to be in the Women's Super League and you're going to come on to make your debut towards the end of the season um, Wolves are going to be riding up there and you're going to score that last-minute winner yes. that's going to secure the title. Um, and then you're going to go on. I've got it all mapped out. You're going to eventually captain the team to FA Cup and European glory. Does that sound <laughs> good? <laughs> that's a dream come true. A dream come true, yes. You heard, it, you heard it here first. So to finish <laughs> off, guys, uh, your man of the match and your performance rating, just sit back and enjoy this, everyone. <laughs> so I'll go first for my man of the match. I picked Samado. I mean, he helped out um, and he was very good defensively and attackingly. So he contributed to both parts of the game. Yeah, um, I think Samado was like yeah. a good choice as well. But I'll just to be different, you know, I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Traore and his contribution. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm glad that his stats and finally matching his performances because they've been misleading his stats, particularly yeah. on the assists front, because he's put enough deliveries in, he's set yes. enough things up for people, and they've just Pink, missed the chances. Yeah. So, um, Ryan's quite right, Samado was excellent, but I'll just, um, just to be different to Ryan, I'll say Troy <laughs> <laughs> Um For my general performance writing, I'm going to give it a seven because we got a clean sheet at the end of the day, and that's what we we're aiming for, really. We just needed the three points on the board. Um, I mean, yeah. that's no, so we're yeah. pretty much safe. Yeah. Job done, job done. Yeah. Um, you say seven, so I'll say six and a half. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And just to finish off on, you uh, just to finish off on, uh, Wolves FC, they're obviously watching you, the, the Wolverhampton Wanderers FC, are keeping an eye, uh, <laughs> rear and win the World Cup and, uh, and the Euros. <laughs> and, uh, Kieran Russell has said, Dave, mate, in seven or eight years to come, we'll see Rhea score a hat-trick for the Wolves ladies. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. You've seen it here first. Thank you ever so much for coming yeah. on the channel again, guys. We love you to bits. We really do. And fingers crossed, fingers crossed the ladies keep the run going this afternoon. Yes, definitely. Yeah. All the best. Thank Enjoy you. the rest of the day. Bye. Bye. How brilliant are they? I do love her. I do hope that she does get her dream to come true. But to be honest... You know, just as young boys dream about playing for, for Wolves, young girls dream about the same thing. And it'd be absolutely fantastic to see her play for Wolves one day. That'd be amazing, a dream come true. And she's a, I've seen a couple of little videos of her, and she's a good little player, I've got to tell you. So uh, ne we got next on, we've got Craig. And then to finish today, we've got Andy 
from Montreux in Switzerland making his debut as well. But here is young Craig. Hello, Craig. Morning, guys. Okay. Aren't they a joy? <laughs> she's, she's an absolute bubble. She's she's just brilliant to listen to. She's got two inspirations in her life. I think uh, one is uh, the Wolves women and Amy as a pundit as well. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's, my, that's always been my dream. I was never really good on the ball, but to become a football pundit is still... Is still quite there. Although I'm going, to tell you now, I'm going to tell you now, Craig, because I'm hope, one day I'm hoping to organise a charity football match and uh, we're going to have at least three female players in the team. Absolutely. I'm getting Amy on that pitch. Yeah, yeah. My sister, I'll be manager and my sister can I play. You play. Sister, yeah. I'm gonna, my even sister if is actually on. a very good footballer. So <laughs> We'll get your sister involved as well, but you've got to come on for a cameo. That would be Probably. great. We'll, might we'll, be for the winner. Who knows? That's it. Well, if we get a penalty, we'll get <laughs> yeah, yeah, penalty, penalty quickly get Amy on as a sub. I'd probably still miss we, it. We, I've got an idea. We're going to have Craig. We're going to get his band down to play Absolutely. in the stands as well. I bet you'd do Our that with you, Craig. Well, yeah. <laughs> be amazing, mate. Wembley, absolutely. Um, well, three points. Brilliant three points because uh, you, you know it was really ugly, wasn't it? It was an ugly performance last night again. Um, but you know what? Every single game, these uh, uh, guys have given us everything that they've got, whether they played well or not. And you can tell that. And 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 I guess it's not sort of easy on the eye. But these guys give us 100% every single time. And you can't knock that. Um, and the injuries this uh, year, I, Amy, you uh, said when I got um, sort of froze out uh, on, on the last uh, show... Everything that, that you said was absolutely spot on. I think, um, you know, seeing these uh, guys have, have injury after injury to key players as well. It, players that, that, that make Wolves tick. And we've lost, uh, you know, so, so many stars for us. And yet still come up with 41 points with six games to go. And if by some miracle we won all of those six games, 59 points for the season. It'd be, uh, it'd be absolutely wonderful. And, and given the fact that all of the Vile fans are talking about what a fantastic season they've had, and they're three points ahead of us when we've been moaning about what an absolutely crap season we've had. And it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just encouraged because we've got so many superstars of the future in our squad. Um, Silva, I think he's going to be amazing. His movement and his intelligent movement for an 18-year-old He's just beyond his years. He, he looks, he looks, he looks a really, really great buy for us. Um, Brian was spot on. Midfield is where we need to strengthen more than anywhere else in the team. We haven't got a midfield player that's got energy and drive and and the ability to be able to unpick a lock because we, we've looked, we've had an awful lot of of the ball this uh, year. And we've just not been able to pick that that uh, final pass out in the in in, in the final uh, third. So a really top class midfield player, I'd really like to see offensively minded one. What's your views on on that, guys? Yeah, I think you know, I think midfield. It, you know, you say you build from defence, but midfield in terms of creativity and stuff. You know, the the forwards get the the goals that they get usually from creative midfield. So I think, especially for the type of football that we 
would like to see Wolves play. I mean, we've ground out a few results which have been very necessary, but hopefully moving forward next year, then there is the opportunity to play a bit more attractive football again, um, which all does come from, you know, midfield playing. I think yeah. Mitinho's, you know, fantastic and he's probably one of, arguably one of the best Wolves players we've ever seen, for sure. Um, and, yeah, you just, he's not going to go on forever, is he? And I think you can't. Unfortunately. Um, we all like it, I think. Um, and I think they'll be very much aware of that. And, um, you know, he was always only ever going to come in for a few seasons. It wasn't going to be five, six, seven year um, with him. So, no, I agree. There needs to be something with midfield, what that looks like. I don't know. But it's certainly, I guess, quite exciting to see what they do and how, how they build that part of the pitch together. And um, I think, for me, that defence is probably a key one that we need to look at as well. And, you know, depending what happens with Raul and stuff, but you obviously don't want to put too much pressure on the lad to come back and be the player that he was before, as much as we hope that is the case. But, um, yeah, box-to-box attack midfielder, someone said that. I think that's, um, you know, just someone with a bit of speed and creativity, I think, is what we need. I, I can't understand all this talk about selling players too. I'm getting really, really concerned. Yeah, when as, when you invest the money Fosen have invested in us, then you're, you, you 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 talk about long term. So so it's not uh, there's, there's no point selling your best players. I think Nevers is going nowhere in my view this is. I think they will sell players that are not up to the mark that we will need over the next one to two years. So our, our, our young players that have got the ability, that, that, that are just not quite there, they, they'll they uh, keep on board. Nevers is going nowhere, in my opinion, that is. Neto, um, really sort of, I, I am so upset for him because he, he's had a fantastic season, hasn't he? And then got... got Really, really badly hurting uh, an innocuous challenge as well. I mean, you know, I mean, it was an absolute nothing challenge, wasn't it? You know, um, Raul doesn't need to play this season at all. I wouldn't let him anywhere near uh, the uh, the uh, the games that we've got left. He needs to be spot on right. Um, I'm excited, even though this season's been a real trawl for us. It, it, it's it's not been what we've wanted to see. But what a what a what an absolutely brilliant club we've uh, got that uh, that Nuno has formed, and all these idiots that 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 talk about Nuno's position being in in, in doubt that they really need to go and give their head a good old smack and a wobble, because that guy has brought integrity, class to our our, our club. You never hear any rumours. You never hear any players moaning about being left out. So the structure of the club is looking absolutely fantastic, and he's 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 the absolute key to it. Um, I just want to come back on that point. You talk about yeah. Nuno, um, and what a gentleman is, and how humble he is. The the, the point that I want to make that for me epitomises that is how he talked about Sheffield United yeah. at the end of the game. The way he talked about how we played them in the championship, the respect and how he felt for them and how he hopes that they come back, that is a sign of a class manager and a class person and a proper humble person. He recognises them and I thought what he said for them just shows what the person he is. No, I absolutely agree. 
that Dave, you're absolutely spot on. And also, what people need to realise is a fairly young manager still, and he's learning, and he's got to learn. And you only learn by getting things wrong. That's when you learn the most. And 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 he he will have done things, uh, you know, getting a feel for him. Every time he screwed up, I've got no doubt that he'd have gone home and he'd have smacked it himself up, and he'd have been. Really upset about it, but that's a great learning curve. Why would we want to give that learning curve to a, a, another uh, club? Why would we want to do that? We've got we've got a fantastic future in this club. I uh, said to a a vile fan only three to four months ago that we'll win the league within four years. We'll win the Premier League within four years if we keep hold of our our our, our great talents. And we're not stupid as as fans, and we all get frustrated, and we all we all all want this this great flowing football. But sometimes, when you when you've got the injuries we've got, when you've had the bad luck that uh, we've had this season, you have to take what you're given. And our lads have have kept us in the division relatively easily now, and I'm so so proud of them. Even though I've been really disappointed uh, with with some of our performances. I think they've been brilliant. And can I make one last point about VAR? I love VAR. I think as as a technology, VAR is amazing. But if you stuck a monkey behind a Formula One racing car, you might as well have a have a, an absolutely crap crap car there in a, because the monkey would not know how to use it. And we have got incompetent monkeys using VAR. How, how you can call offside by the width of a, of a player's shirt is is absolutely beyond me. And the and the goal that, that uh, really summed it up for me, that the people using it are the problem, was the goal that the that, that West Brom scored uh, on their on their first goal. The guy, it was impossible for the guy that scored the goal to be offside. It was impossible. You've got a Saints player in front of him and his own player behind him. So it was clear that he was onside. And they said, we couldn't give that goal because of the fact that we couldn't draw the right lines. You could see with your own eyes that that guy was onside. You know what? Do you know what, Craig? Just before we come on to uh, finishing off with your man of the match and the performance, you're absolutely bang on. Um, I do believe in VAR. I think it it's not being used. I think the key thing is clear and obvious. And I think if you're looking at an offside and you're getting um, and you're, you're having to get a slide rule out, it's not clear and obvious. You yeah, should be absolutely. able to look at it and be able to see a little clear daylight. And if you're having to get slide rules out, you should give the benefit to the attacking side. Absolutely. And I hope that gets changed. Craig, just to finish off your yeah. um, your man of the match and your performance, right, before we get on to Andy from Switzerland. Our number one, Rui, he was, he was stunning again last night. Oh, Samedo was also very, very good, which I'm I'm really, really pleased to get. But my man of the match was Rui. Um, and a 5.5, could have been a 6. It was really, really ugly, but we won. And it was a clean sheet. And I'm excited uh, for the future. Fosun, please don't sell our, our stars. That's my message um, today. We've got... So much talent coming up. Dave, you're doing a great job, Amy. Lovely to see you guys. Lovely to see you. Keep smiling. Have a great Sunday. 
You too. Before Craig Craig goes, I can tell you we have got full commitment now, a hundred percent commitment from Craig that he's bringing the tuber out after the West West Brom game, regardless. Yeah. And regardless. Carl, Carl, and Craig, you are now. You and your uh, your guys are now officially booked for when we uh, eventually get the charity that's game. Right. We'll get you on the sideline playing with the band. That'd be we've amazing. Got to sing, though. When I play, you've got to sing. That's Not if the... we're on the pitch. Right? We're running down the ring. You start <laughs> playing. <and we've> got... <laughs> yeah, Maybe well, at half time. God bless you. Cheers, See you soon. Thank you. See you Bye. See you. See you, guys. So that's Craig. Yeah, making some great points. And to finish off with today, very good top, top man. Uh, and friend, all the way from Montreux in Switzerland. Welcome, Andy. Hi, Welcome. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. I'm just hoping I haven't picked up any speed tickets coming down. I've just driven an hour to get down here on Sunday <laughs> from Verbiès. So, uh, well, explain to everyone a little bit of your background quickly, because you are from Switzerland. You you get on with the uh, obviously. Yeah, well, well, I live in, I'm, I'm living in Switzerland now since 2011, but actually, I went to school at St Peter's Compton. So many years ago, so I know exactly where it is and uh, other of my relatives have been there too. And my parents are in uh, Compton, not far from Fiume. Oh, lovely. Nice Italian restaurant. Fantastic. So, I do well, like a nice Italian. I've been heading south for, for a long time, but I went from Wolverhampton down to Kent, to London, to Jersey and the Channel Islands, and now in switzerland where i have a business so uh and tell everyone about your business because it is pretty special it's really nice i see the pictures yeah, on instagram beautiful yeah it's, it's, i've just come down from there actually it's up in verbier we have a it's a bit i've described it as a, like a boutique hotel but our last clients left just over a week ago so we've been using it ourselves for the last week which uh Oh, lovely. It was, it was not entirely nasty, should we say. And if people want to check that out, do you want to give them the uh, Instagram handle so you can, because there's some amazing pictures that you have on there. Yeah, if you go to Chalet Spa Verbier, that'll, there you'll find it. Yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. You'll have to check that yeah. out. Yeah. So did you have been a Wolf supporter since I was seven, so for so many years. I'm 57 now. I've been, and in fact, I have a season ticket, and but for COVID, I'd have been over there every home game. So oh, you I pretty much fly over there every match, I, don't well, you? Well, I, I organise meetings around it, shall we say, to justify <laughs> out. So I tend to come over to see family, go to the match, and then drop down, drop down to London, uh, do a meeting or two, and and then come home. So it is very easy actually flying between Switzerland and the UK. Um, lots of flights. It's harder to go into Birmingham than it used to be. So normally I'll be coming into London, taking a train up. So it's a bit of a trek, but... So it's worth it. It's worth <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so how did you find the game last night? It was, uh, should we say, the last two matches, to sum them up, is slight, a little bit droll. But I think, you know, when you look at them in the context of the season with so many injuries uh, and the stage of the season that we've reached and the fact we're not in the running for top five, top six. I think it's to be expected, to be honest. And, you know, ever since we lost, Raul was a big, uh, that was a big disappointment losing losing him so early in the season. Um, but since then, you think of all the people who've been out from, you know, current now Neto with an injury, which is going to see him out for a long time. And he's a young player. You think of others who've been out, like Podence, Bolly, you know, and, and then we had, we've had COVID, so players are out, Nevers is out. 
to be honest, you know that we play as a team, don't we? So if you if you if you're never together as a team, you don't have the time, you don't have don't have the opportunity to no. push us and, and build. Um, and it's a small squad, but you know, there's only, even with a big squad, you're going to be in, impacted with that number of injuries, that number of people. Yeah. Out. I think even like the cities, if City had that many injuries, they'd still they'd still feel it, and um, they're probably. Yeah, you, look at Liverpool, you look at Liverpool, you know. Liverpool yeah, I do a, think very similar to Liverpool this year. But, but if you look at the TV commentators, they won't focus as much on the injuries inside the Wolves squad as they will inside the Liverpool squad. So yeah. you know, we are impacted. You know, um, I I love the way the Wolves uh, come together. It's very humble. Um, it's uh, very much a team approach, and uh, I think really now going into the off season, uh, there's an opportunity to build, uh, make a few acquisitions. You know, the, there's the the chance. Chances are that both. Rao and Neto will be adversely affected by their injuries when even when they come back you know whether we like to think it or not confidence will be impacted so we'll be a long way through, we'll be in we'll be halfway through next season before we have the, the real benefit of what they were about before uh, coming back into the team um, I thought I thought yesterday you know it's, it's a solid win at the end of the day it's a win and and the mm-hmm. one before and if you can go through your matches where you're not playing so well, you're not pulling it together so well and come out with a win, then that's really... That's hard in itself. <laughs> and that, you know, it gives us something to build on. Um, it was great to see uh, Traore uh, make that run. And I thought William Jose, it was great to see him get his first goal. I think as many of us have been were rooting before for Fabio Silva to get his first goal, we've also been rooting for William Jose to get his goal. And after Fabio got his... Certainly over here, my family and myself would have been rooting for Jose to get it because that was a that was a tough move for him. You know, it, 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 look at it in the context of everything that's going on, COVID, uh, coming in to step into the shoes effectively of Rao, uh, who had been who was known to be performing so well. And he played on the Wednesday, he played midweek, didn't he? The week he he joined us, he had no downtime, no break before coming over. And then to pick up and score goals, there's a dependency on people trusting him and passing the ball to him. Um, really, it's only in the last two, three matches we've been seeing uh, moves coming together where the ball's been coming across for him to have that chance. And, you know, so I think it was great. It was, it was actually, it was a good finish yesterday. You couldn't yeah, feel it was a good goal. You know, there are others who would have missed, bottom line. Chip hit it over or gone wide, so so that was solid. It was good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So overall, who would you give your man of the match to and your performance rating? Well, you know, I, I, it would have been very easy to say uh, Jose or Adama, but if there's one person who we notice in defence when he's not there, it's Bolly. And so, and he's just he's been off on COVID, and and actually, I would tend to take take the view whether it's three or it's four at the back. You need a solid defence to move forward from, and I, I felt this, the defence has been solid the last two games. The, the other team, you know, the, our competition have failed to put the ball away. There's no doubt about it. If you some of them, some of the positions they've got into, had they been a Man City or a Liverpool, almost certainly they'd have scored. But that's not the case, and we're not playing them every day. And uh, so I, I'm going to, I'm actually going to give it to Bolly, who's is kind of a strange one, but he's back. He's solid. I did think also Rui made a made obviously made a great save and he's he's also an important part of the time. Oh, that was a good you know, save. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And I so I thought, you know, if you if you look at defense with Bolly Size, Cody and, and Rui, they work well together and uh, they held it together. And it starts there. The most improved player this season, for my mind, taking a we when we look at my, my daughter's volleyball, we look at MIPS. So most improved player, I would say Samedo. Yeah, definitely. I'd Samedo agree with that. Has really come on and you know, he's he has a sense of urgency. He's good when he goes back. He's being good bringing the ball forwards and he's not scared to run with it. We need to see a few more players who, when they get the ball, move it forwards and move forwards with it um, as opposed to passing it back. And there have been moments in the season where there's too much sideways or backwards play. And sometimes you've got to try and go forwards, even if you lose it, to learn and to, and, and to build the play in a forwards direction. And I think Samedo has achieved that. So from- I, th- I think you've got a good point. I think he's one that's a grower. I think he's come in, and you can start. You're starting to see how good he actually is, and I think we'll yeah. won't properly see the full benefit of him until he's had a proper preseason working on the uh, on the systems and the shapes and stuff next season. I think we'll really see the benefit of him for next season. Um, Andy, I've got a couple of things just to finish off with you. Um, first off. Uh, your match rating out of uh, 10. But also, I just want to mention about, uh, we're, we're talking about the Wolves women and the and female uh, sports people. Your daughter is actually a very, very talented volleyball player. Is it volleyball? Vol- uh, volleyball, sports? yeah. She, she's uh, actually in the England team as well. So. Oh, fantastic. Although they have, obviously, they haven't been able to play for the last year because of COVID. <laughs> so that's a little bit difficult. But uh, she she plays for a Swiss team um, and for the school team and uh, and she's in the England uh, under nineteen I think it is yeah amazing and so. she got, and again when they're training outside of COVID you have to fly over for training camps and stuff yeah, like that don't you it's okay yeah yeah it's good <laughs> make a point of uh, uh, I'm trying to remember where we go it's Kettering I think possibly oh nice yeah might, um, not too far. Anyway, we tend to we tend we. I will t- typically build a match around it. Well. <laughs> it's the best way. And to and your score prediction, just to finish off, mate. Score rating. Uh, rating. Uh, six. I'll give it a six. We won. we won. I could I could rank it lower based on watching the match, but I'm not going to. It was uh, there were moments, there were flourishes, and there's some there's some good passing. And uh, yeah, I tend to look at these things on an optimistic basis. I I wouldn't be surprised if we get close to the top ten by the end. If we have a, you know, if we have a late flourish, win a few matches, um, you know, I think it could uh, set, set us up well for next season. Definitely. I think that's a great point to finish. Uh, Andy, thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you um, um, live. I think the last time that we uh, spoke in person was, um, where was, where were we? It was, it was, in the, it was at the half time, it was half time during, oh gosh, I can't remember the match, wasn't it? Yeah, where did we see you? Where did I see you in person, though? Was it? Was it? Oh, East yeah, that might have, that might have been. At, um, I was in Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah, and we uh, went to in Istanbul. Oh, as well. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, Istanbul. Yeah, 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 yeah. fantastic. Was, uh, he, he he don't miss many, Amy. I can tell. <laughs> He might live in Switzerland, but he's very impressive. The best, the highlights of the last couple of two or three years, actually, is the in. It was it was bloody awful getting into the ground, but the match was that was an exciting exciting one, huh? Oh, it was uh, it was class. Is uh, is that the one that yeah. Botley scored the last minute winner? I think so. Yeah, it was yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. That was that was a nice one. I was able to drive from here. You see, 
So, oh, uh, amazing. You actually drove there. <laughs> Andy, thanks yeah. ever so much for joining us. All Hopefully right. we can come on again. And he's already sent in his international fan reaction, which will be up on the channel as well. Yeah, well like, no, I had to do that late last night because otherwise I'd have missed it, huh? <laughs> no, you do. You do and, he always, and often he gets yeah. a fantastic background with the mountains in the I background. have seen the background. Yeah, I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got the mountains in that direction, the other side of the, the screen today, but it's, it's a bit misty. I don't know if you can... I've, I'll turn it around so if you can see. I don't know. You can. There's the light behind. It's a great view. Wow! And the, look mountain, at that. And the, the mountains over there are about two and a half thousand meters. So, well, getting eight nine thousand feet. So, and I've just I've just driven down from Verbier from sixteen hundred meters. So, our tallest mountain up there is three thousand three hundred behind us, and four thousand three hundred in front of us. So, uh, we'll find another day where we can do one up there. Yes, yeah, in. That yeah. would be absolutely amazing. That's what I love about it. It's all the different backdrops and everything is fantastic. You talk really well as well, Andy. Absolute pleasure having you on, buddy. And uh, look out for Andy on the international fan reaction. Yeah, we might see, you might even see you in Wolverhampton in the next in, during the next season, hey? Yeah, I know you've had yours. I've got my first vaccine coming up on Wednesday. Oh, great. Oh, well, yeah. I hope that goes well. Uh, which I, I need them to travel. So, uh, so Do you yeah. know which one you're having yet? Uh, Moderna. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's just come online over here yeah, as well. They're, they're making it actually about 40 kilometers from here. So, oh, amazing. Uh, Hot off the press. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should have got it to you sooner <laughs> then. <laughs> All, All right. right. Mate. Okay. Take care, buddy. Right, see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Absolutely brilliant. It's top, top, top lad is our Andy. Uh, let me just get the background right so we're all. We all look properly. There we go. So some great guests and some great conversation to today. Amy, obviously, we want to wish the Wolves women all the best for this afternoon. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you're probably listening to after the game. Um, you know, feel free to give us a rating on uh, on uh, Apple Podcast or Spotify. And if you're watching the video, please give it a like on YouTube and leave your comments as well. Amy, final thoughts from you. Uh, after the game and looking forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, I think you know you can. It's um you can try and enjoy the season end of the season a bit better now because we are obviously safe. Um, hopefully just chance to try and um do a few new things. So I think it's oh blossom. Oh, she <laughs> always makes you? a late appearance. There she is. Sleep, haven't you? You've been asleep. She wants some attention. Um, I know. That's what I'll be doing in about five minutes. Um, but yeah, I just want to send. I don't know whether condolences is the right word to Sheffield United. That seems a bit dramatic, but um, just yeah, sad to see Sheffield United. I think they've been affected by particularly by not having fans, which I think also has that effect as well. But I think there's been a noticeable um, difference in their performances since fans weren't allowed to stadium. So it's um, a real shame for them because I thought they were quite exciting, and you know, I, I don't really understand why they um, let. Chris Wild while ago because I think he'd have been fantastic in the championship to try and bring him back up. So um so yeah. Just um yeah, we hope to see them back soon and be playing them in the premiership and not us going down to the championship. So <laughs> Well yeah, I mean I think um I think I think we'll all echo that. They're a good set of fans, the uh, the Blades fans. I think you Amy, I think you're absolutely spot on. If you look at the way they played, they use their crowd massively. 
I think the likes of West Ham have actually been affected in a positive way. Yeah, there's a crowd. few clubs that it'd be interesting to see. I think there's a few clubs that have been affected in a positive way from not having fans. And um, Villa, I think, are probably another one that have because um, they get on their backs quite regularly, don't they? The Villa fans quite quickly. So, um, so yeah, so it's interesting. But um, yeah, thoughts with Sheffield United. Absolutely. And, and, you know, Norwich have bounced back, so maybe they can do the same thing. And if you look at the Championship, actually, just before we finish, the top, the, the three that went down last year, Norwich are top, Watford are second, and Bournemouth are in the playoff places. So you yeah. can kind of see the difference. So hopefully if they can um, get the right manager in and keep the squad together, they could have a good chance for next season. Absolutely brilliant to everyone for joining in in the chat again. Thanks to all our guests. Uh, Terry said, enjoyed the episode very much. Love hearing people's backstory stories. Um, and, um, you know, it's great to have, you know, Andy from Switzerland, Brian from Thailand. And, of course, although you can't see this on podcast, we've got the beautiful, beautiful Blossom joining Amy, fantastic. <laughs> so from myself, from Blossom, <laughs> Amy, thanks for joining. Always Bye. wolves, Amy. Always wolves. Take care, everyone. We'll see you Bye. on the next one. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.